there is a way to coach yourself when you're stuck. Okay. Even if you don't know what the thoughts are, because the thoughts are nice to know, but it's not necessary to know why you're procrastinating in order to stop procrastinating. If you've landed here on this podcast, then I already know two things about you. One, you've probably already accomplished amazing things. And two, you're interested in learning more about improving your personal level of success. This is the Successful Women Think Differently podcast, and I'm your host, Valerie Burton. I'm a personal and executive coach, best-selling author of more than a dozen books, and founder of the Coaching and Positive Psychology Institute. Are you ready to close the gap between where you are now and where you really want to be? Then let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to this episode of the Successful Women Think Differently podcast. I am your host, Valerie Burton, and I want to talk to you about procrastination today, specifically like what is that all about and how can you think differently in a way that gets you to push forward when you feel like hesitating? I don't know about you, but I always jokingly call myself a recovering procrastinator. And that's because there are times when I push past my procrastination and I get stuff done. And then there are a lot of times when I kind of fall back off that good habit and I find myself procrastinating. And you know, one of the funny things about procrastinations I have found, I don't know about you, uh, but I bet if you think about it, you've done this too, is that you can get a lot done while you are procrastinating. I mean, I have cleaned out closets. I have reorganized my files. I have cleaned the house. I have organized my car. (laughs) I have written whole plans while I'm procrastinating about something else. But the truth of the matter is a lot of times what my procrastination has done is it's caused me to tap into adrenaline as my source of being productive. And what that ends up doing is making me very, very stressed. It ends up causing a lot of time to be spent in anxiety, thinking about what I should be doing while I'm not doing it. And as a writer, this has come into play so many times. So in this episode, I'm going to talk from a couple of my books where I've actually talked quite a bit about procrastination. One, I want to talk to you about five of those subconscious habits that or or thoughts that we often have that lead us to procrastinate. And if you're not aware of what you're doing, a lot of times you won't even realize that these thoughts are keeping you from moving forward. But if you'll be more aware of the thoughts, you can question them. You can decide whether those thoughts are true for you, right? And I'll tell you what to do if they are. Uh, And if they're not true for you, how to just let go of them. And then five very simple ways to simply move forward. It's not that the most successful people and the most successful women don't procrastinate. Many of us do. The key is that procrastination cannot get in the way of you doing the things that really matter most. And when you become aware of what you're saying to yourself, what you're thinking, that's when you change your procrastination habit. That's when you move from procrastinator to maybe recovering procrastinator (laughs) to that person who's not procrastinating anymore. But I would say for most of us, at some point, we fall back and that's okay. That's life, right? The more important thing is when you find yourself falling back into a procrastination habit, do you have the tools? Do you know what it is you need to do to get yourself unstuck? So 
I have a lot of stories around procrastination. You probably do too. Uh, but as a writer, as a creative, um, my perfectionism often will kick in. That fear that whatever it is I'm about to write either isn't going to be quite good enough or my thinking habit of complicating things so much that I feel so overwhelmed that I never actually move forward. About a dozen years ago, I was writing the book that is actually the title of this podcast, Successful Women Think Differently. I was on a deadline and I had come up with something I wanted to do with my god sister, Kristen Tucker. Now, Kristen's also a writer, but she's not a book writer. She's a screenwriter. She writes for TV and for movies. And so her birthday was coming up, a big birthday. And I, uh, I decided I was going to buy some concert tickets. Now, I don't know if you remember way back, this was like 2011, Prince did a series of concerts in LA and all the tickets were $25. Now, I saw some article and I was like, oh, I'm going to buy a bunch of tickets, tell Krista to invite some friends. I'll fly out there for her birthday. There was just one problem. I had a deadline to meet before I could get on that plane. And so I was getting on the plane on a Friday and I told myself that by Thursday, I would send my final manuscript to the editor. I get to Thursday and I haven't finished what I need to finish. In fact, I actually tried to get out of it. I was going to change the book from nine habits to eight habits just so that I could be done with it. And my editor was like, no, no, we like this ninth habit. You described it. We just need you to write the chapter about it. So I get to Thursday. I haven't done it. And that, you know what kicks in? I know it kicked in for me. It's, oh, I'll do it tonight. Oh, I'll get up super early tomorrow and I'll work on this. The flight's not until late afternoon. <laughs> well, that didn't happen. So I find myself headed to the airport knowing that I have got about 6,000 words that I still need to write towards my book. It's a terrible feeling and I did not want to go to this concert with this deadline. You know what it feels like when you're procrastinating and it's just hanging there over your head and you know it needs to get done. This is how that felt. So I decided I better start riding on this plane. Plane took off. It gets high enough in the air. They say that we can, you know, we can let our trays down, take out our laptops. I take out my laptop and I start typing and I don't stop typing for four and a half hours. I was on the aisle seat. And in fact, it's kind of funny, the, the man next to me was with his teenage son. And I don't know if they had to go to the bathroom or not, but they didn't ask me <laughs> because they saw just how busy I was. I mean, I was on a mission and I typed furiously and we landed. And I remember he looked over at me like, what on earth did you just write <laughs> for the last four and a half hours? I've never written so much in such a short period of time. I literally wrote 6,000 words on the flight from Atlanta to LA. I finished the goal and it was because the adrenaline kicked in. Now, of course, we edited some later. It was all in my head, but I had procrastinated to get it out onto the page. It was that deadline that pushed me forward. It was the deadline of knowing I want to enjoy this weekend without this looming deadline over my head. I want to give myself that gift. But the truth is we shouldn't have to have some kind of looming deadline or adrenaline to get us going on the things that really matter to us. In fact, I've had several book projects where I did just the opposite. 
being aware of my procrastination habit, my tendency to overthink, um, my tendency to kind of fall into those perfectionism habits, which are based in fear, is it going to be good enough? To not break it down from something complicated to something that's actually doable. I know I have that habit, so being aware of it, what I do now is I say, I want to write with joy and with ease. And I want to just arrive at my deadline going, yeah, of course it's ready to go. <laughs> I don't need adrenaline. I need to tap into my sense of purpose, my sense of who I'm serving, and get this done. In fact, the first time I did that, I turned my book in on time the day that it was due. And the funny response I got from the editor at my publishing house was, oh, your book is due today? <laughs> Nobody ever turns their books in on time. This is great. I'll get to it in a couple of weeks. <laughs> and that's when I realized, oh, I'm not alone. You know, oftentimes we have this sense that somehow everyone else has it together and we don't. And the truth is, well, that's not true. When it comes to procrastination, lots and lots of us procrastinate. So let me share um, these self-sabotaging thoughts that tend to pop up when we're procrastinating. I'm wondering what you're procrastinating on right now. It might be a tough conversation you need to have. It might be that project that you need to get done. Maybe it's something around the house that you keep saying that you're going to do, but it feels overwhelming. Whether it is clearing out the basement, the garage, the closet. Um, it might be applying for something that you want to do, a new training, and going back to school. I don't know what it is. Sometimes it's something really small, and sometimes it's something much bigger. When I wrote Life Coaching for Successful Women, there is a chapter simply called, What is Your Procrastination Telling You? And so I want to just share these five because I'm guessing that it's quite possible that you can, you can relate. Okay, let me put the glasses on for this. So sometimes what our thoughts are telling us are, you know what truth is? I like things just the way they are. Sometimes it's just that you think you should do something, but you don't actually want to do it. You like things the way they are. And if that's the case, if that's the honest truth, you should give yourself permission to let things stay the way they are. If that is really your choice, if that's what is authentic. Because when we're trying to do what everybody else thinks we should do or what everyone else does, and so we think we should do it, and we're procrastinating, we're procrastinating because we don't really feel like it's necessary. If you realize that's the subconscious thought that's holding you back, embrace it. Number two, tackling the project at hand is too complicated. This is one of the most common thoughts when it comes to our procrastination. We really believe it's just, it's too complicated. It's too much. It becomes too overwhelming. And when something's overwhelming, we just feel paralyzed. We can't even get started because we don't know where to get started. This has happened often for me in really big projects. That's why it's so important when you've got a bigger project to break it down. When I wrote my first book, I wrote it in very small chapters, little mini chapters. I was inspired uh, by a book I had read in the 90s by Dr. Richard Carlson called Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, and it's all small stuff. And I loved it because I could, I could get through the book quickly, like I felt like I was making progress because the chapters were small. I had tried to write two other books previously, but it wasn't until that third attempt when I broke it into smaller Little chapters gave myself permission. They didn't have to be big and long. They could be short and small. That's when I got it done. 
my brain didn't feel so overwhelmed. So I'm wondering for you, even if the task is something like clearing out a closet, the closet might be a complete mess right now. What could you start with that's small? That's it. So if you tell yourself it's too complicated, you're probably going to procrastinate because it feels too overwhelming. The third thought is, it's kind of deep. And this is one that you probably wouldn't notice, but it might hit you if it's true for you. I don't really think I deserve to have what I want. So this goes to the heart of your own self-worth. Um, whether you feel guilty that you don't deserve it because of maybe something you did in the past or you don't feel worthy for some reason, um, you won't move forward if you don't believe that you should have the thing that you want. Whether it is the relationship or it is the business that you really want or the better income that you really want or the retirement you really want and you know there are some things you need to put in place, but you don't because deep down, you don't feel like you deserve it. And you can't figure out why you're not moving forward. That's the reason. Here's the fourth thought. I don't really think it can happen. <laughs> this is so simple, but we know from psychology research, there's something called self-efficacy. And that's just your belief that you can do what you set out to do. It's basically confidence. But if you don't think you can do whatever it is, maybe it's a report. Maybe it is the going back to school. Maybe it's pursuing something that is of interest to you. If you don't think you can do it, it makes sense that you don't move forward. You might make a lot of excuses and you keep saying you're procrastinating. If you're not kind to yourself, you might be saying things like, I'm just lazy. I can never get it together. Stop that. Be kind to yourself and then notice what's really going on. Sometimes what we need to do is build up a bit of confidence. Try some smaller version of what it is that you're wanting. Try something that you know feels doable. When you build up a little confidence by accomplishing something small, it becomes easier to try the thing that's a little bit bigger. But a lot of times we procrastinate because we simply aren't believing that we can do it. And then here's the last one, and super, super common. Sometimes the thought we're having is, I'm afraid. I'm afraid of what others are going to think, what they're going to do. I'm afraid that it's not going to be good enough. You fill in the blank. Fear is typically at the root of most of our self-sabotaging behaviors. And so you want to be honest with yourself if it's fear that's getting in the way, if fear is keeping you from moving forward. So when I'm writing, a lot of times that's what it is. I want it to be good. I want it to be good for you. <laughs> I, I want to know that what I'm about to write is going to be inspiring and it's going to move you to action and you're going to get to the result that you're looking for. And that can feel a bit overwhelming and it, it can produce sometimes a bit of doubt. And that's why it's so important to be aware of those thoughts because what that often for me, it pushes me back to, well, what is my purpose, right? inspiring others to live more fulfilling lives. That's what I'm here for. That's what I do. When I realize that that's the thought, I can say, well, you know what? What I write the first time around actually might not be that great. <laughs> and that's okay. The first time around, my goal is getting it onto paper, right? So it lowers the bar. And when the bar is lowered, you're free. You're free to move forward. So how could you be more free to move forward? Okay. I got 
five simple things we're going to wrap up. I want you to use these because there is a way to coach yourself when you're stuck. Okay. Even if you don't know what the thoughts are, because the thoughts are nice to know, but it's not necessary to know why you're procrastinating in order to stop procrastinating. The way to stop procrastinating is to take action. It really is that simple. So it is nice to know the thoughts and it's important to be aware, but don't allow yourself to procrastinate more because you're sitting there analyzing, well, which thought is it that I'm having, right? Because that's just another way for us to get stuck. The thoughts are helpful to know because successful women think differently. And if you understand that your thought is getting you stuck, then you can change the thought or drop the thought. Okay, that's why I wanted to share some of those self-sabotaging thoughts. But ultimately, it is your decision to move forward, which takes a bit of confidence, right? Confidence is the stuff that turns our thoughts into action. That's my favorite definition uh, of confidence. So five very simple ways to move forward. The first is just commit five minutes to the task, <laughs> whatever it is that you're needing to move forward on. Five minutes, set a timer. So this works whether you are needing to write a report or clean something up or start kind of jotting down, what, what was my game plan for this? How am I going to move forward on this? When you commit five minutes, you often get over that hump that feels like it's, it's too difficult to even get started. So let's say it's an email. You've been hesitating to get done. It's in your head. You haven't actually gotten it onto the screen. Set the timer for five minutes and just start writing out what it is that needs to be said. Probably two or three minutes in, when you give yourself permission to just write whatever comes to you, you begin to actually make the kind of progress that you need to make. And five minutes in, you're like, I can do another five minutes or maybe 15 or maybe I can just wrap this up. I thought it was going to take a long time. It's not going to take nearly as long as I thought. Same is true when there is something that needs to get organized or something that you're cleaning up or perhaps you're procrastinating on exercising. Just get outside, start moving, walk, <laughs> right? Get on the elliptical, do your jumping jacks, whatever it is, just get going. Commit five minutes to the task. That gets you moving. Momentum begets more momentum, all right? Number two, give yourself permission to do it imperfectly. So when you have permission to do it badly, then you have permission to do it. And like I said, a lot of times it's our fear and our perfectionism that gets in the way. But when you have permission to do it imperfectly, that changes absolutely everything. Because you have permission to lower that bar and get started. What would that look like for you in that area where you've been procrastinating? What would it look like to say this doesn't have to be just right? I just need to get started. I just need to do it. Number three, make it fun. Make it fun. So if you're procrastinating on exercising, it's probably because you don't like the exercise routine that you've come up with. What would make it more fun? Whether it is doing it with a friend or a family member or finding a sport you really like, signing up for a class that you might like, turning on your favorite music, making it about just dancing to your favorite oldies, whatever it is, make it fun. When I changed my procrastination habit around writing, part of it was because I decided I want to write with joy. 
like this is my this is my calling this is my mission why am i making it so hard and so complicated and so writing with joy meant i had a process and i really prepared the area where i was writing and the feeling like lit candles that smell absolutely fantastic and my lighting was just right and sometimes i would play classical music or a little smooth jazz in the background just to get me in the right frame of mind those kinds of things made it more fun so whatever it is make it more fun one of the things we know from positive psychology is that when we feel positive emotion it actually makes us more creative more productive helps us actually uh, persevere longer and better all of those things so feeling good is actually good for you and it's good for your productivity all right two more and we're going to wrap up sometimes what you need to do is simply drop the goal and enjoy your day <laughs> So sometimes you haven't set yourself up to do what it is that you need to do. Maybe somebody else needs to get involved. Maybe there are some calls you need to make to get things organized. But sometimes what you need to do is simply drop the goal. Maybe it's not even a goal that you actually really want. And so by dropping the goal, you're freeing your time for the things that actually really matter. Or maybe right now isn't the right time this isn't the season for it so it's not procrastination out of fear it's procrastination out of this isn't the right timing for it and i keep telling myself that it is but it's not so i'm dropping this right now maybe i'll do it next year maybe the year after but i am freeing my mind and freeing my energy for just enjoying the present moment and then stop making it a big deal Stop making it a big deal. A lot of times we procrastinate because we've made the thing overwhelming. We've made it complicated. We've made it feel like there'll be the end of the world if we don't get it just right. Put things into perspective. Put it into perspective and suddenly it's actually doable. That's it. I mean, worst case scenario as I was procrastinating and procrastinating on finishing that manuscript was that maybe I wrote something and it wasn't quite right. Then the editor would have sent it back to me and I would have fixed it or rewritten it or come, come up with different stories or anecdotes. But it would have been done. A lot of times we make things a bigger deal than they need to be. Put it into perspective. Why does it matter to you? What will you do if it's not just right? <laughs> right? Life will come to an end, right? If, if you don't get the closet organized just perfectly, if the report isn't just right, if the project is 90% there but not 100%, you still made progress. And progress is always better than perfection. So here's the coaching question I want you to ask yourself when you're faced with procrastination. It's very simple. What is the small but meaningful step forward you could take right now? That's it. What is the small but meaningful step forward you could take? We often procrastinate because we insist we have to take a big leap forward. But if you commit to that small step, the five minutes, you stop making it a big deal. <laughs> you give yourself permission to do it imperfectly. You find yourself moving forward. And at that point, you are no longer a procrastinator. Maybe you're a recovering procrastinator. 
but you're not procrastinating any more. So enjoy the opportunity to share with you in this episode of the Successful Women Think Differently podcast. I would love to hear what you've been procrastinating about and what you are now going to take a small but meaningful step towards as a result of listening. I'll talk to you next time. Thank you so much for listening. My goal with this podcast is to give you bite-sized strategies to help you close the gap between where you are and where you really want to be. But if you're looking for some more in-depth help, then I invite you to join us in the Successful Women's Academy. Each month in SWA, I give you the tools you need to coach yourself to conquer the fears, habits, and distractions that threaten to get in the way of your biggest dreams, sabotage your joy, and keep you from being the best version of yourself. You can find out more by visiting ValerieBurton.com forward slash SWA. I'll see you in the next episode of the Successful Women Think Differently podcast.